Hi everyone, welcome to Reaction Shots for Freezing shots. February. It is a little chilly. It's cold outside unless it's cold in here. I think maybe just mentally. Yeah. We've got like banging AC. Too banging, maybe. Hopefully by next month the audio treatment will be in here, so we're still a little echoey. It's coming in. They're shipping it at the end of Feb. Nice. So we'll get it because it's some custom pieces. So. March is hype. A little warmer. March. A little warmer, a little sekiro Little Devil May Cry. I feel nothing for Devil May Cry. I liked the originals. That's, that's Back in the day, I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today's episode's a little different than normal. Um, we're we're going to start off with the what have you been watching segment, of course, and mm-hmm. what have you liked recently, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we're mostly just going to take your comments today. It's going to be kind of a community um, forum episode. Uh, I'm just going to go down the comments and we'll see if we can get to all of them. Excellent. It's going to be crazy. I like it. Flying by the seat of our pants here. I like it. Fast and loose. But uh, yeah, so what have you liked recently, Huber? Oh yeah, I'm Ian Hink. This is Michael Huber. So 2019 is a very important year because it somehow is the year (laughs) that Star Wars is ending. Episode 9. Game of Thrones is ending. I, I quote quotations on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so far, both of those yeah. have many follow-ups yes, yes, already yes. in the works. But, like, <laughs> they're sagas, right? Right, right, right. This, and this arc. And the MCU. Yeah, this, this phase. Yes. So yeah. I have been going back, and I've been watching all the Marvel movies and Game of Thrones as well. Catching, not catching up, Rewatching them, you rewatching all of Game of Thrones, all of it, all of it. I'm already. Uh, I just watched Hard Home, so I'm deep. What season is that? That's the end of near the end of five. Good God! And Ian, let me tell you something because we've talked about you know like kind of the pacing. Some things drag on. Yeah, you know, Khaleesi feels like she's oh, over there forever, just kind of doing nothing. I have enjoyed it so much more because that stuff just flies by, you know? Like her ruling over in Marine and stuff. Yeah. Watching that week to week was kind of frustrating because it's like, oh, it feels like she's off, like not really doing anything. But now because you can just binge through it and watch it faster. Yeah. It, it's it's less frustrating and it's so important because it's like, yo, this is this is her ruling. Like she has to go through this. She has to learn how to rule. Yeah. Make these hardline choices. So I've just been really enjoying binging through Game of Thrones. That's a Herculean effort, but I applaud you. It's been our eating show, Beth and I. Sure. So we've been like, it's been going by so fast. Like honestly, we've watched five seasons in like a month. Yeah. Nothing more appetizing than the Red Wedding. I'll tell you that. We made um, sure, <laughs> like we. Like, we kind of, like, sometimes we'll, like, oh, do you want to watch one more? Or, like, oh, maybe we should stop here, you know? So, like, the Red Wedding was, like, a one more. Uh, We'd already uh, eaten. You'd already eaten. And it was, like, oh, let's watch one more. It's it's the Red Wedding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so good, though. I like Game of Thrones. Yeah, I like Game of Thrones. It's just crazy because it just goes all over the place. Mm Mm-hmm. All over the place. Yeah, and just, again, the the watching it a second time through, you know, it's... Equally as good and better in some regards because 
you kind of know what to expect. You know, it like some things rewatching, like some things I won't rewatch. It's like, right, okay, it's kind right. of a one and done. Yeah. But it's so fun rewatching it and just, you know, tracking certain characters like, oh, they, they planted that here or oh, like, oh, yeah. following this character's arc here. And it, it's just, it's a good time. How many, how many characters, the one that springs to mind is the crazy like masked lady it, when like Arya got to that crazy got to Bravos or whatever where the yeah. Iron Bank is, yeah, never saw her again. Masked lady. This is like a long time ago. Masked lady. I know there's like Jockin Hagar or whatever. I love Jockin Hagar. And then like the Waif, but I don't remember a masked. Maybe I'm not there yet. It's Maybe before. It's, like, it's before all that. Okay. Red. Maybe it's after that. Maybe it's when she's running. I remember there's like a mysterious masked lady in... Maybe it wasn't Arya. Maybe it yeah, was somebody else. Khaleesi and then meet like a masked oh, yeah. lady that shows up for one episode. Yeah, and then, but then you I never looked see in, her again. I looked into like the book lore and I guess she's one of like the red ladies too. Oh. Yeah. All right. So who knows? Oh, a fire, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. We're going to accidentally spoil all of Game of Thrones. Yeah, sorry. Um, But most well, importantly... What else? Have most importantly, the MCU... First up, though, new stuff, Punisher, season two. Ah. little frustrating because it started off, no joke, I promise you, starts at a 10. Oh, Ian, no. I'm not even kidding. You should watch the first episode of season two. It is legendary. Okay. It has the lead from Man in the High Castle. Rufus Sewell? No, the, the female lead, the main oh, lead. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and... Oh, yeah, Rufus Sewell is, like, the bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dark City hype. Dark City hype. I love Dark City, dude. Me too. It's so good. Uh, Punisher Season 2, though. I loved the first couple episodes. They're so good. Anytime you have the plot line of, like, a night of true love and honesty, I'm so here for. He, like, meets this woman... They have an immediate connection, and it's one of those things where they like night with a K or just night of N I G H T N I G H T a night of of truth and love, you know, where these these two not broken souls, but these two people who who have had a rough life connect and just bear their souls and their heart out there and are so truthful and honest with each other. I love that, and they did it in such a believable, honest way. It was just a Pleasure to watch. And then, of course, you know it's the Punisher, so all hell breaks loose. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Isn't his whole backstory that his wife got murdered and that's why he went bonkers? Wife and children, but all his whole family right. gets murdered. So now he's about to like do it all again? Well, that's the thing. That's the struggle. It's like, can I live an honest life? Right. Can I do this? No. And, spoiler alert, like, sorry. <laughs> it's like, obviously, no, dude. It's Punisher. We so, wouldn't have a show if you did that, Punisher. Exactly. 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 Um, but yeah, it was a really strong start, especially episode three. I won't spoil that, but that's a really nice little self-contained, uh, kind of action episode as well. Um, but it was just a steady decline throughout the season. There was a storyline that was so distant from the main plot line that it just felt so isolated and unnecessary. And when the payoff finally happened, it would, I felt yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, th- those Netflix, speaking of pacing, it's just the, a little the too Netflix, long, man. All the Netflix Mar- Marvel shows that I've yeah. tried to struggle through have had the worst pacing of anything I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life, probably. Yeah. Yep. 
So barring maybe True Dicks season two, which is like the worst <laughs> thing of all time. <laughs> I need to watch season three. Season three, I'm actually enjoying. I've seen the nice. first two episodes and I'm liking it so far. It's my dad. But I'm saying. like, I'm like bracing myself. <laughs> You know, true dicks. I just like I keep it at arm's length because I'm like, you've hurt me before, true dicks. Yeah. Every time, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I didn't like the end of season one, but oh. the first half of season one was like the greatest thing that I've ever seen. So yeah, it's it just like, ah, oh, man. Uh, so yeah, Punisher just a slow, steady decline. But at the end of the day, I still really enjoyed it, and I still would recommend it if you like the Punisher and or the MCU. Sure. So absolutely, definitely worth it. Just again, do you a think a little they, too long? You said the Russo brothers thought about tying the shows in slightly to the They thought about Daredevil at Infinity least War. and yeah, they couldn't fit it in. And 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 that's a good thing. They've been so honest about it. They don't right. want to just throw it in to be like, "Hey, I'm Daredevil, like I'm going to help you out, Spider-Man." Pching pching pching, bye. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, "No." Yeah. That would be terrible. Yeah, it's like, "No, if 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 we have a way to get them in in a legitimate way, we'll do it." But has You know, you know what I would like the kinds of nods I would like to see, honestly, like in Spider-Man, in one of the Spider-Mans, he just like walks by the Murdoch Law Office or whatever. Totally. Like that's it. Yeah. Like doesn't need to be anything other than that. Yep. You know, like just connect it. Yeah. Just that just little. Like, just walks through Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Like Jessica Jones is like. Just like passes him on the street, Bumps like into yeah, him, like, like yo, watch oh, it, dude. Sorry, yeah. yeah, like doesn't need to be anything other than that. Just like <laughs> that, they live in the same place. Yes, that's it. Yep. In fact, like I think anything more than that might be a mistake. I agree. Um, I would love that. Yeah, but I I don't know exactly. We need to, we need to call Hogue because I don't know the exact. Oh, it's deal. a rat's you nest, can't, man. Well, because the shows have been canceled, they can't be used in any property for two years. Oh, really? So I don't know if they're even allowed to now be in the MCU at all. Phase so. six, man. Phase six. <laughs> and They'll all be scrolls <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Speaking of the MCU, yes, I've been catching up. And I just two nights ago watched my favorite of all time, The Winter Soldier. Yeah. It's the best. Winter Soldier is really good. Just an old spy thriller, Three Days of the Condor style. Is the is the Winter Soldier maybe the first like great MCU film. People would argue Iron Man. Like Iron Man one, I think like I loved it at first. Mm -hmm. Rewatching it, that movie is slow. It's a little I would say. Yeah. It, and I think maybe it's just a product of its time. Like mm -hmm. it was just a slower paced era of yeah. filmmaking. But I don't know, man. They're definitely growing pains and obviously like the Incredible Hulk is really weird and and the recasting of characters. You know, yeah. you have Terrence Howard and one but then don't you you know there's like definite growing pains they have a really funny line in iron man 2 about that though where don Cheadle just goes like yeah it's me now or something <laughs> but it like makes sense in the world but it's like clearly it's about the acting change yeah you know, the actor change <laughs> going through them again because this is like the this is the second time now that i've like all right before uh like avengers 2 i think i i that's age of them ultron all. yeah but Going through them again. Which I did not like. So, so <laughs> the the thing is, uh, it's like very mood based. Sure. These all of the MCU, dude, and I'm going through now, catching up for the finale, 
Captain Marvel and Endgame, like, the end is in sight. I know it's not the end, but in my right. mind... It, the end of the... Well, Captain Marvel, I the see... The end of this, like, 11-year right, journey. Right, right. I know? see Captain Marvel as the beginning of Phase 5. Mm-hmm. 5? We're, we're gonna end... Endgame is the end of 4. Right. So, yeah. yeah, she's the beginning of Phase 5 and gonna help clean up Phase 4. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Phase 4 is ending. Yep. Which is uh, the right way to do it. Exactly. I think, if you have this giant monolith of phases. Yeah. So it's just, it's so mood-based. It's like, I've just been going with the ride, you know? And sometimes if I get really critical, I'm like, you know what? Like Iron Man 2 and Thor 2 and... I've only seen Even Iron Man 3 and, you know, some of these like aren't the best. But going through them all with the thought of just how they all connect leading to the end is so fun and exciting and i've i've enjoyed them all this time around dude i enjoyed iron man 2 like i never have before iron man 3 i was like dude some of these fight scenes are so sick yeah and most importantly i know i want to iron man 3's got maybe the funniest line in the mcu which one to me where he just like puts that little kid on blast for like not so having good. a dad. It's, so, it's like so out of nowhere so and just nowhere. so inappropriate to say to a child. I'm just yeah. like, good. Yeah. But it like, oh, love that kid. It came out of nowhere, that line. Um, Going through again, Tony Stark, dude. Robert Downey Jr., I've loved him more than I ever have going through this time. He really evolves. Yeah. His his growth, his character arc is so good. He is so charismatic. He really steals every scene. And and I just, I've I've been loving it, man. And again, Winter Soldier is the best. There is one problem with Winter Soldier that bugs the hell out of me. And Punisher as well. I've been so... I, I see through action scenes now. I'm so critical of them, and I wish I could could turn that part of my brain off, but I can't. Yeah. There's a scene in Captain America Winter Soldier where a dude has a minigun standing on a car, and Captain America just has his little shield, and a minigun right. is shooting a million rounds. Doesn't get hit once. Yeah. And then it goes from the, the point... The spread on a minigun is probably a little bigger than his shield. Yeah, right, it, is goes, what you're saying. it goes to the point of view of the shooter... And, and you can see, like, you can see like his legs and his arms sticking out. It's like, dude, one bullet yeah. at least would hit him. Yeah. And just like stuff like that takes me out, you know? And even Punisher, there's a shot where a dude has a sniper rifle aimed right down, dude, like three stories up on, on Frank Castle, fires like four or five shots, doesn't get him. Huh. It's like you had him dead to rights. You're a military trained sniper. I mean, that's if he's a trained sniper, sure. Yeah, sniping, from what I gather in real life, For is sure. nearly impossible. Oh, it's like very hard. But if you're like a professional, right, that right. has a yeah, little yeah, setup, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why you know, sure. That's why I think of Dread and, and John Wick and and the real, oh yeah, the real great great. I you know, Die Hard obviously because yeah. you can't really John Wick Chapter Three, dude. Exactly. You can, it's that hard poster. to nitpick it. Give whoever Sick made that poster. poster the Continental backwards. Mm-hmm. Give that person a Nobel Prize. Yeah, like for for convincing a boardroom. A, a lot of people have been saying this, but like <laughs> convincing the boardroom to go with that. Like yeah. doesn't have the title of the movie on it, yeah. or maybe in a hashtag. Like, but every piece of, of writing, yeah, the hero's out of focus. Everything is backwards, including <laughs> the logos. Like, come on. Oh man, it's awesome. So yeah, that's it. I love the MCU. I'm so excited for it to end. Pumped up me too speaking of knowing too much or like seeing too much i finally saw hereditary 
and I liked I it. Oh, I liked it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Huber. Here's the thing. It had been it had been touted to me the the entire year, um, as like the the most earth shatteringly life destroying, terrifying, you know, experience. Yeah. It wasn't even a film anymore. No, it's it was an like, experience. So like I think it was like unfairly hyped. Yeah, true. To me. Yep. And like, I think it was good. The there are sometimes like people used to ask and I've said this a billion times, but like people ask if having gone to film school, like ruins movies for you. And I usually say it makes the good ones better and the bad ones worse. (laughs) Um, the, there are other times though. There's like a third option where you just know too much. Mm -hmm. You see too much. Yeah. And like hereditary fell victim to that for me because like the things that were foreshadowed were foreshadowed too well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like, I mean, I won't say too much, but like, I basically called the entire movie twenty minutes into the movie, twenty Dang. thirty minutes into the movie. Even I, the I, like part- we stopped because the food arrived, and I was just like, "Here's what I think happened," or "Here's what I think's going on," and it was like, basically exactly. Even the part in the car. Yeah, I laughed when that happened. Because. Oh. Well, because I saw it coming. You know it's going to happen. I didn't know, dude. Our whole theater was like... <gasps> really? Yeah. Man. I laugh. I mean, part of the laugh... I mean, I wasn't laughing because it was like, of ha, course. ha, ha. Yeah. I was just like a little yeah. startled, but also just like, yep. Yeah. I was like, yep, there it is. Yep. I laugh at like brutal violence sometimes because it's like, ha, ha, uh, You're just like, yeah, yeah. Whoa, what? Yeah. Um, no, but I mean like... In mild spoiler territory. I won't say what happens, but like the bird, mm-hmm. like what what she does to the bird, and then like just the situation. Any time in a car, yeah. there are like I was actually trying to think through this. I was like, okay, is there a way to shoot a car sequence where it doesn't telegraph literally everything that's going to happen? And I yeah. think the answer is yeah, kinda. Like No Country for Old Men, they sort of do it because the camera's facing the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Anytime you shoot a driver from the side, yeah, you know, you it's know coming. they're going to get hit. Anytime you show the road in a low angle, you know there's some someone, something, some animal <laughs> is going to appear on the road suddenly and they're going to swerve to avoid it and hit something on the side of the road. Yeah. You just see yeah. the language of film, you know? Yeah. And so like, and like as soon as the window came down, you know, like I was just like, all right, <laughs> here yeah. we go, you know? What are your thoughts on Death Proof? Do they do it right? The uh, Quentin Tarantino the one? The car one, yeah. It's been a long... I saw it in theaters, and I don't think I've seen it since. Uh, I I liked that one because it was mostly just practical, like, crazy stunts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that, that one's less of, like a, like, less of a horror kind of vibe where okay. they're trying to build tension. But, like, right, to me, right, it's like right. in a car scene in a horror movie, it's hard right. to build tension. Got it. I think of... Uh, um, Babadook? I haven't seen that. Okay. Uh, the Descent... Which I've only seen the first half because it was too too many jump scares. I was like, eh. so but many jump the scares. rebar coming through the windshield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind of don't see that. Kinda, no. I mean, like, no. you see the rebar in the front truck, and you're like, okay. <laughs> um, Baby Driver does a cool couple of things like that, but yeah, I don't know. It's just Hereditary. I liked, um, but I wasn't surprised or shocked because I think the movie does too too good of a job explaining everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the end of it, I was I had no questions. Got it. I was like, I was like, yep, that's what I kind of guessed. And it, uh, every, there are no, it's all tied up neatly in a bow. Yeah. 
I, I love the ending. Some freaky imagery, though. Because there's like two, usually two styles to a horror movie ending. We're like, all right, everything's right. good. Or like, watch out. Watch out. Like, yeah, Jason's yeah. not really dead. Exactly. You know, like that kind of a thing. Or, or there's, there's like, you know, they end on a really weird mystery or yeah. not. And I like that it kind of threaded the needle of like, there's still some questions as to what like these people and right, things right, right, are. Right. But yeah. Like what will the what will they get up to next? Yeah, stay tuned. You know. Yeah. Um, I also saw. Um, but yeah, I mean, Boy, I like Tony I liked Collette. Dude. Yeah, Tony I mean, Tony Collette, Collette was on. The, all the performances were stellar. Yeah. Um, Gabriel. I <laughs> I do appreciate the movie took a risk. I think with like, like who's the main character of Hereditary? Tony Collette all day, every day. Kinda best but actress like, nominee robbed. Yeah. I'm so bitter. But like I will be bitter for the rest of my life. The movie shifts like three or four times, right? Where yeah. like it starts with one character, the middle part is Tony Collette, and then the end is kind of someone else. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's a really interesting uh kind of thing. Yeah. Also, like anytime you can make something innocuous, horrifying, like a sound, uh that's a success in a horror movie. You know, iconic sound. Yeah, <laughs> and, but something that like happens from time to time in daily life. You yeah, know? it's just like, oh, you made me afraid of that noise. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I also saw First Reformed after a lot of people talked about it in our 2018 review. Nice. Um, and I liked it. I thought it was cool. Uh, like, I I like a movie that makes you. Like you leave with more questions, you know, like it raises questions. It asks the audience a question. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. And I think whether you liked the way first reformed went or not, uh, like I know a lot of people didn't like the very ending, like how it very, how it ends, like how the choice they made at the very, very end, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think I liked it just because it's an interesting, like it's a choice, Nice, you know, like you yeah. made a bold choice and like for that alone, I'm like, yeah, all right. Cool. Um, yeah, and I mean, I grew up, you know, Christian or whatever, so like, uh, I kind of like had that inroad on it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I knew the hymn that was playing in a certain part. It was "Onward, Christian Soldier," and I'm like, "That's cute. That's funny." <laughs> like, you know. Um, but yeah, Ethan Hawke. Cool. Ethan Hawke, great. Have Love you Ethan seen Hawk. it? No. You should. You'd like it, I think. D- yeah, uh, I w- it's definitely high on my list. Yeah, it, it was good. Did that get nominated for anything, or did he? Or well, I'm not sure. Globes, I'm maybe? not sure. Yeah. Um, I also started. I've seen the first half of Russian Doll, and I'm really enjoying it so far. It's a Netflix. I saw the the trailer played when I booted yeah. Netflix. It's it's fun. It's it's smart and quirky so far. I mean, nice. it could it could totally is uh, it one hour or thirty minutes? The B at the end of the at the end of it. Uh, twenty twenty two minute episodes. Nice. Minutes, God, roughly that's you know, always... half hour. Yeah, I was a like, plus. I, it was like midnight, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was just like, ah, it's like a little too early for me to get into bed, and I've beaten Resident Evil 2 twice, so like, <laughs> what do I do with my life? Uh, and I was like, well, Fourth Russian survivor. Doll, I tried it and I failed. Uh, and I was Russian Doll, and then I was like, if it's if it's 20 minutes, I'll watch it, and then I did, and I ended up watching four episodes, you nice. know, so it's just like, eh. Anyway, that was a very long, what have you liked recently? Good. Good. Some good stuff. Now we're going out into the weeds. Weeds. Haven't even read these comments yet. Fresh. Fresh comments. You know what I love about phase one of the MCU, Ian? Huh. Shield. Heavily featured. Yeah. What? Yeah. Don't they like introduce that flying 
uh, barge or whatever in uh, Winter Soldier. The, they introduce it in Winter Soldier. Or there's one in Avengers, but then in Winter Soldier they have like the gnarly like gunship ones. But then it like immediately crashes, right? In Winter Soldier, they like yeah. The <laughs> goal is to like take them out. Yeah, yeah. it like is uh, the good guys have it. Shield has it, right? Yeah, and but then, remember. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. MCU. Sorry to spoil our little Winter Soldier if you hadn't seen it. All right, Jeremy Ferris says, "What are you, some of your favorite Universal monster films?" Off, off to a good start, dude. We were talking about it today. I know the Mummy the with mummy. Brendan Fraser <laughs> yeah, is my number one. Don't at me. I'm sorry. It's, it is a delightful movie. Yeah, the, the, it's on Netflix now in America. It it it's got it all, dude. It's got charm it's got stakes it's got adventure it's got horror it is a great time to watch dude every time and it holds up it's got really good sound the mummy sound dude yeah amazing and like that uh the rachel wisey brendan frazier yeah the supporting cast too i love rachel weiss love her uh Great movie, dude. The Mummy one. Two and three, not so good. <laughs> yeah. Scorpion King, not so good. But the original, well. Or, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. The, the 800th <laughs> the reboot, 800th of, reboot yeah. of The Mummy. Is Frankenstein Universal? Yep. Yeah. I like Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Bride of Frankenstein is a really good movie. Yeah. Frankenstein the, and the Bride OG of Frankenstein. Frankenstein are really good. I mean, Young Frankenstein, a classic. <laughs> I don't that know count? if that counts. <laughs> I don't, probably not. <laughs> Let's count it. Let's count it. Uh, I, I like I like that story a lot. Um, I mean, uh, Dracula is a classic, but there aren't yep. like a lot of great. I've seen them all like one and a half times, you know? Um, but I, I really like Swamp Thing. But I, I, I do think Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein are like, Cla- a, they're like a step above. Classy, classic movies, yeah. yeah. Ugh, they're really good. Yeah. But yeah, Mummy's hilarious. <laughs> I want to watch Wolfman again. I caught the tail end of it on like Turner Classic yeah. a year ago. And I was like, dude, I got to watch this again. I've, I've, it, it's all blurry in my brain. They have like such a classy, like kind of weird, cozy vibe to them. Mm-hmm. All in the- I took a class uh, in college called the History of Horror, nice. which is weird. I don't know why I did that because like I'm afraid of horror movies <laughs> usually, but like none of the the historical ones I like find comfortable, not yeah. scary, you yeah. know. But yeah, because now watched it's all about like, those damn jump stuff. scares, man. Yeah, I hate <laughs> like, jump scares. When did that start? Yeah, Who what started was the that? first jump scare movie? <laughs> well, I mean, in that class we learned uh, that uh, some people consider the first horror movie to be uh, Train Arriving at Station by oh, yeah. uh, the Lumiere brothers or that's whatever funny, because like funny. people were like, ah, they thought yeah. it was like going to hit them because <laughs> they didn't understand what was happening. I would have loved a nod like that in Red Dead if, the, oh, if yeah. you're in the theater and people are people like, ah! ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Um, yeah, what year would that have been? The, like, it was like it was later than Red Dead, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. Tyler Travis asks, where are the best stories these days, TV, games, or film? Hard question. Really hard question. It's There are good ones peppered into each, I think. I think we're in a time right now where because TV is so prolific and everyone is watching so much TV and getting invested, there's an investment. I think it's harder for a movie now yeah. To make you emotional. At least me personally and people I've talked to. Like yeah. 
to to see a movie and to walk out just like emotionally, you know, battered or, or invested is is a little harder. And it's it's like rare now, you know, because I think of bring up Game of Thrones again. I think of like some of the payoffs there. I think yeah. of like the door episode oh, yeah, yeah. where it was just like we're so invested, boom, the payoff happens, and it's like, okay, a two hour movie can't compete with six years. Yeah. You know? But then I think of when a movie gets it right, I think of yeah. Dunkirk, and Dunkirk yeah. just completely destroyed me. And it's like that's a two, two, two and a half hour thing that gets the, you beginning, middle, end, and, and I guess the the real answer, I guess, is yeah, they're all different, right? Yeah, like yeah. film film stories have to be told in a very different way than a TV story, because mm-hmm. yeah, the TV story has the benefit, you know, challenge, but also the benefit of time. Yeah, and a film has to be concise, you know. And it's funny that even even a three hour film sometimes can or a two hour film can feel like a slog yeah. longer than a season of a TV show. But like, and then games, it's a whole other medium. I honestly, I mean, like hot take, and I've said this before, I guess, but I'm not sure that we've figured out game narrative all the way yet. Like, it's 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 a medium in its infancy, and mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the time right now we're still kind of just mimicking TV and film. Yeah, and I think that the games for me that are the success more successful with story. Um, are, you know, I mean, I guess the missing is like more akin to like a book than a mm-hmm. <laughs> TV show or a movie. It's kind of like a movie, I guess. But um, yeah, I think I think of Souls and stuff where I like more just kind of emergent narrative, yeah. lore based stuff. I yeah. think yeah, and obviously like there are different like, kinds of games, but yeah, like Deus Ex and stuff. Right, being able to live in the world, yeah, freely yeah. and explore and get some story like that. Yeah, it, that single act is more exciting to me than like movies and and tv right like like think about cyberpunk right yeah i'll i'll almost be kind of disappointed if it's overly obvious what the main storyline is oh, and, there's like be even so many first. betrayals and, no i know but like, i mean like yeah. it should like pie in the sky cyberpunk right it should <laughs> feel like you're just doing all the things you want to do yeah and a story is happening also just by living it. You know what I mean? I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's like, don't guide me too much. It's right. like, don't make me go on this mission because that's the story. It's like, make me go on this mission because it feels right. Right. And because, like, I'm... Like, I want it to feel like... I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, a game, I would have a... And I know not every game has to be like this, but, like, with a game like Cyberpunk, the choices I make should make me have a kind of different story than you, Definitely. right? Definitely. And, like, I'm fine with Red Dead being the same story for you and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, with a game like Cyberpunk, yeah, you know. Well, the thing with, like, Red Dead and Witcher is you're doing the same missions, but everyone is having a different experience totally, because totally. they're perceiving everything different. Like, the same sentence can be perceived in so many different ways. Right. Obviously, right. how you respond yeah. and how you kind of treat missions you have some freedom and choice there but yeah i like when you can control it but at the same time you know last of us is linear and that's one of my favorite stories ever like so like they all they all have strengths and weaknesses for me like i definitely think i could for me personally i'm not saying this is not a drag on last or whatever but like i think i could personally watch you i could watch you i could easily watch you play last of us Mm -hmm. and have a as good or better experience than if I were playing it myself, nice. you know, or like watch the cutscenes and stuff, you know, yeah. and I would get the same out of it for me personally, I think just yeah. cause I'm bad at the shooting. I think <laughs> um, those headshots. 
All right, so uh, there are some longer ones here, so I need to... Uh, no way we'll get them all. Yeah, we're not going to get them all. <laughs> I'm going to have to truncate these as we go here. Varun but, but Kachwaha. Because that's a question. Hey. That I would like them to answer is... The viewers, the yeah, listeners. Do they prefer we take our time with fewer questions or Good question, lightning yeah. round to get to them all? You know? Right, right. I mean, we're just starting at the top of the list, so yeah. it's like whoever got in first is where we're starting, you know, yeah. in this episode particularly. Uh, Varun Kachwaha says, I want to talk about spectacle and how over time the definition has changed. Uh, before it was something on the grand scale like massive amounts of CGI, floating mountains and Avatar, for example. But recently I've realized something. It's that spectacle has changed for me. You could show me the most amazing robots fighting, and I, would be, and I could be on the edge of my seat trying not to fall asleep. <laughs> Even if the film is good like Pacific Rim, it wasn't because of the robots for me. Spectacle has changed. Things like the burning greenhouse and burning, or the last fight scene in the raid too, just on one-on-one personal combat. Even the wedding in Crazy Rich Asians. Those are what just make me stare in awe. Things on a smaller scale that are just as much or more personal because I got the point where no matter how big you made it, it, I perceived it as the same thing. Has anyone anyone else gone through the same process and what scenes can you remember just being in awe? I agree. I mean, like... This is this is this. the crux of every right of every film, and this is why the MCU has gotten better and better is because they've understood that all the flashing lights and blowing up CG alien heads or whatever don't mean a hill of, don't mean squat doesn't mean a hill of beans if you don't care mm-hmm. right yep. and so like the narrative characters characters breed the narrative the narrative breeds you caring mm-hmm. you know the characters and then. Everything else comes out of that. Yeah. You know? Like nobody cares about Guy Pierce in Iron Man 3. Right. But when Winter Soldier shows up, right. we are so invested. Or even <laughs> uh, even like Killmonger. Like, yeah, like, Killmonger, dude. We are so invested. Because like as an audience, you're kind of like, <laughs> I see your point though. Yeah. And like Thanos, I mean the ultimate uh, yeah. example of this. But like, I think... Um, Oh, I wish I, I I was talking. I think I was talking to you about this. I don't remember what movie I was talking about, but where, I mean, the Coen brothers do this. Various other filmmakers do this, um, and and it's a lot about performance too. I think about right now. I think about the favorite, where, um, oh, what movie was I talking about? But there was a movie where the climax of the film, like the emotional climax of the film, was a close up on someone on an actor's face, and it was just like a slight change in their emotion. And it's like, and it hits you like a ton of bricks. Epic. I, I wish I could remember the exact film I'm thinking of, but like it, it hits you so hard, just this little change in their face. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's writ large on the screen. It's a movie. They're huge, you know, in theaters, but like that, that change of emotion and in this extend this to anything. Like I think about, um, what is that movie called? The pawnbroker? Uh, or pon- yeah, uh, where he does a thing with his hand at the very end of the thing just to like feel anything at all, and it's like the craziest thing you've ever seen. I- after this like quiet, you know, thoughtful film. I mean, First Reform does a similar thing where it's just like a s- a small single action, a change of emotion, a kiss, you know, a single act of of shocking violence. I think of the film Cachet. Like, oh my God, watch Cachet if you want your mind blown. Michael Haneke film, like that guy is the master of just 
dread. He's real good. Das Weisse Bond, like the white ribbon also, just like, oh my God. Um, but like one tiny little thing to me, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It blows your mind way more yep. than infinite spectacle. Yeah. I prefer practical small scale yeah. over giant battles all day. Feelings. Like... This is not me throwing shade at Lord of the Rings because every Lord of the Rings movie is a 10 out of 10, yeah. 20 out of, a million out of 10 yeah. masterpieces, all of them. Lord of the Rings, I could watch it forever on a desert island. I like bring Lord of the Rings, extended editions, four and a half hours. It's still not long enough. Yeah. But I recently same- rewatched all of them, did not regret it. You did? Again, yeah. Nice. Like a couple of months ago, we watched all three of them. But at the same time, right? Extended. Some of those battles. Sure. Little little too much yeah it's like give me the minds of moria every time yeah because it's what do you think intimate Helm's deep is good Helm's Deep's cool but it's there's like too much comedy in it maybe yeah it's <laughs> just you. again it's just too much so it loses the impact you know whereas the minds of moria you yeah. feel every hit every time an orc goes down it matters because you're thinning their numbers yeah whereas when there's just like 20 million guys on screen it's like people blowing up it like doesn't even matter it's well like, i mean uh, the 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 greatest example to me is star wars where it's like mm-hmm. the original star wars you know intimate small group you care mm-hmm. uh the prequel trilogy you know all the senate hearings in the universe yeah. are not going to make me care about yeah. any of these people you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> it's like oh yeah uh good question i like that one todd kramer says what movies do you feel have been snubbed by the Oscars this year? Hereditary. Paddington 2, Hereditary. Yeah, Paddington 2 certainly isn't receiving any of the awards. Show love, despite coming out in January. Ugh, Paddington 2. Um, on the flip side, oh yeah, I watched Paddington 2 and it blew my mind. I I, everyone I says it's like the perfect movie of dude, all time. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, Huber. I need to watch it. Jolly vibes. Defi- like, <laughs> I need jo- to. I, like, I did a whole episode about comparing it to No Country for Old Men <laughs> and, like, how you. Uh, I, I honestly think that you could build a life philosophy based on the marriage of Paddington 2 and No Country for Old Men. Like, that wasn't a bit. <laughs> like, I watched it and I was like, this is it. This is my, this is my philosophy. Awesome. Um, it, is the, it is the single jolliest thing ever created by human beings. I am okay. not even kidding. I need to watch it immediately. And there's no, like,. For me, anyway, there's no, there was no like tinge of sadness to it. Okay. Like Winnie the Pooh sometimes gives me a little sadness. Yeah. Whereas Paddington Two, is just like when, it's, when the credits pure roll, you joy. feel good. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> okay. so happy. Anyway, I lost what we were talking about here. On the flip side, there's also you were never really here as Lynn's, Lynn Ramsey being ignored despite having made one of the best directed films I've ever seen. Any other thoughts? Yeah, First Man. You know, I I just I really I haven't seen first. I time. really apologize because 2018. Let's call him up. 2018 was the year that I have not seen any movie. Every year I make a point to see every single movie nominated at the Oscars, yeah. every single one. And this year I have honestly seen five percent. So yeah, I, I apologize seen, I right seen now. Roma yet. Haven't even seen Roma because I'm afraid to watch it on a TV. I wanted to see it in the theater. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, well, here, here are the best picture. Let's just let's I've focus on best picture. Two of them. There's Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. Yeah, I've seen Black <laughs> Panther, Black Klansman, The Favorite. Uh, and I didn't have a lot of interest in the. <laughs> I mean, I want to see Roma. Yeah, um, me too. Badly. Here's the thing with 
the Oscars is like, it's a weird. That's why some of the weirder like side um, award shows are more interesting to me, like the SAG Awards and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because it's like uh, they can take risks, maybe. And like, yeah, the Academy is large and full of a lot of people who are working professionals. Yeah, but like, they definitely it's they cast a pretty wide net, and I think that a lot of things slip through every definitely. year. It's always been that way, and there is campaigning. Like that's yeah. a, that is real. Yeah, yeah, it's real. It's been documented heavily, actually, in the last like five or ten years of yeah. people campaigning to win, and that's that's weird to me. And I mean, like, at the end of the day, it is an honor. Obviously, it's a huge honor to receive an Academy Award, like mm-hmm. the dream. But like, it's also a commercial product, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, they need to make money. They're yeah. they're, and I'm not saying I'm not accusing anyone of being like, you know corrupt or whatever because you know, whatever the, at the end of the day it's all just kind of it's just a machine to make a tv show to make money yeah but i i'm cynical i guess i i <laughs> love the oscars so do I. I love the celebration of the year you know yeah and it's even more fun when you are invested in an actor or actress yeah. or invested in a movie but and, like you know, rooting uh, for your favorites. It's like sports. It's honestly similar to sports. Yeah. Like when I sit down on my couch and watch the Oscars, I'm rooting for the ones that I care about. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I I I love it. And other than like one or two or three or four random bitternesses that I have that I will always have, <laughs> I will carry the torch. Like what? For Saving Private Ryan, losing oh. to Shakespeare in Love, I'll carry that. <laughs> For the rest of my life. That's a weird one. Also kind of a good example of how the Oscars kind of swing out usually. Yeah. You know, like looking at their best picture noms, like I'm very proud that Black Klansman is on there. Like I think that's a good that's a good choice, you know? And like Mm -hmm. I think of the ones I've seen, obviously not that many. I think the favorite is my favorite of these. Mm -hmm. I'm I think Roma probably has a good shot at it too. Uh there's always a film on there like Green Book or Traffic or Crash. Where it's like these weird kind of like tone, slightly tone deaf like I don't know my my girlfriend is half black you know and so like her perspective on it is obviously more nuanced than my my mm-hmm. own but mm-hmm. like to hear her talk about it it seems like you know kind of. Uh, people patting themselves on the back maybe a bit much <laughs> with movies like that or like Got the it. blind side um Got where it. it's like it's like uh you making know, it for the wrong reasons making or? it for the wrong reasons or like not the right people making it i don't know i mean like there aren't right and wrong people obviously that sounded weird but like uh i don't know it's just like there's always that one that's kind of like a like a we did it kind of like oh we're so great yeah. You know, but like it's interesting. It's interesting to have like Tom Black Klansman and Green Book and and Black Panther on here, uh, up against each other for Best Picture. Yeah, like because they're three different, very different movies, and three movies in a weird way about a similar topic. Obviously, I'm no expert on that topic about Mm -hmm. race and all that kind of stuff, and like what it is to be black in this country uh or in the world at large but like yeah. i loved black Klansman. i thought i want to see it um, so bad that's the number one i want to see that it drama. it 
like the whole movie like the movie itself I thought was very obviously very well done competent the performances were really good mm-hmm. um especially the two leads but like uh the thing it does a thing at the end that just like hit me like square in the face nice. and like I I think I like very near started crying just kind of at the state of things yeah and like it's a movie set I bet in the it's 70s depressing as hell Oh, dude, man! Yeah. You got to see Black Klansman. It's <sighs> it's incredible. But um, yeah, I don't know. the The Oscars are always like so interesting to me because it does. It's interesting how often the same kind of topic has come up, at least during our lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's kind of just like it's all baby steps, right? Like yeah. I'm looking at this Best Picture list, and like, yeah, it snubbed a lot of stuff, and yeah, like at least one of these movies has like weird controversy on it. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, namely, but like, yeah, I think that it's really cool to see Black Panther and the favorite and Black Klansman in this list. Totally. So, uh, who knows? Maybe in like thirty years, <laughs> yeah, the Oscars will be list. like all actually the best films of the year, instead of just like accidentally getting four of them, <laughs> and like the rest are like popular. I think it's cool. Black Panther's there. Oh yeah, that's what I'm pulling for. It's- MCU for life. I mean, there's no way it wins, right? There's no way. <laughs> there's no way. It, it'll probably win there's for like no VFX, or well, it wouldn't win for VFX because they didn't seem to have enough money for that. But animated feature is an interesting category too because it's Incredibles two, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, which I haven't seen, uh, Ralph breaks the internet, and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Haven't and even like, seen Spider Man. Yo, you haven't seen Spider Man? I'm a failure in life, dude. I know. Okay. Told you. I told you, 2018 was the worst movie year for me of my life. It's still in theaters. Go today. I need to. I'm not even joking. I'm working on a review now, dude. You got to hit that embargo. It can, it can wait, dude. <laughs> Easy Allies can wait. <laughs> I know. I know. We should stop this episode right I now. Know, I know. <laughs> and go see Spider-Verse. Oh, it hurts. Literally Spider-Verse. Here's the thing. Spider-Verse is emotional. It's daring. It tries new things. It's It's... I don't even know if I could overhype Spider-Verse to you. I was I went into it very skeptical cuz the, yeah. the the clip I saw after Venom unsold me on the movie after the trailers had sold yeah. me on the movie. And like, oh man, Spider-Verse, I just loved every second of that movie. God almighty. It does everything. Oh, it's so good. And then I also love Isle of Dogs. Just the amount of work that went into that is so insane. Like that's the that's the thing to me is like obviously it's like two very different kinds of insane amounts of effort went yeah. into these two movies, right? Yeah. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they just give it to Incredibles 2, which I thought was, like... I liked it. It was fine. Spider-Man's going to win that. Are you kidding? Spider-Man better win that. Everything I've heard... If any, if anything other than Isle of Dogs or Spider-Man wins animated feature, like, the Oscars yeah. are... Oh, Wes Anderson. For sure way too. off. Yeah. Here's the deal. Isle of Dogs is... It's, like, good. I don't think... I think Spider-Man is a better movie. Mm-hmm. Like, a more fun movie to watch yeah isle of dogs is a really good it's a really great movie they're obviously going for kind of different things and uh but like the amount of manual labor that went into isle of dogs is staggering i love that millions of hairs individually placed into these these puppets i love that stuff it blow the watch the behind the scenes features after seeing the movie yeah of isle of dogs they're online uh they are it's harrowing (laughs) Like the amount of work <laughs> that went into the that movie. I love when uh, a movie is a ten out of ten, and the production is like mind blowing. It's yes, yeah. oh yeah, it's so nice. 
When are the Oscars? How much time I got? February, I want to say 24th. Oh, it's on my birthday. Funny. So screwed. Yeah, February 24th. Mark your calendars. I'll be 34. Whoa. One foot in the grave. (laughs) 34 years young. I've only got 60 years plus. (laughs) Barring major incident, knock on wood. Um, All right. Uh, Ken, we are not getting through this list. No, I am sorry. I yeah. thought we would get through these at a way faster clip. I forgot how much we like to talk. <laughs> Ken Reels, hello, allies and film aficionados. I've I'm always questioned why I buy physical in conjunction with digital. I understand the idea of space, but for me, the joy of watching a film is best in as best of a quality as possible is satisfying. Have you guys embraced digital fully, or do you still collect even if it's a small selection? I am. You're all physical, right? I love physical, dude. You get that lossless audio. You get that true picture quality. Yeah. Streaming cannot compete. Not even close. Gotta get audio. Better, get better internet, dog. Dude, e- even if you have the best internet imaginable, yeah. it's not competing. The with, audio, w- yeah. Like, and the- all day I'm an elitist with that. When it comes to big, big stuff, like the MCU, I have all of them. Sure. You know, and... I've even like I've sampled it too. I've like Guardians Two is on streaming and like some other Avengers and stuff. And I just like turned it on and it's like it looks great. It looks really good. Yeah. But nothing competes physical media. Yeah. I agree. I guess um, there is something. It like it feels more serious when you pop it in. When you pop in a Blu-ray. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and I do think that we've gotten to a point where Blu-ray. It is pretty lossless compared to watching it in the theater. I mean, like, the funny thing, everyone talks about HD and stuff, and it's like, well, 35-millimeter film has been HD yeah. for 100 years. Like, we've had HD. It's always been, you yeah. know? Um, but, like, uh, yeah, I think Blu-ray technology certainly beats the crap out of DVD, and I, mm-hmm. 4K Blu-rays are probably probably look better than... But it's too too much might be too much, you know? That's know. the thing is I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player yet. Right, right. So it's like I'm in this stage now where it's like, yeah, I've bought a lot of digital, you know? But yeah. both both serve a purpose. Sometimes I'll rent stuff digitally, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if I want to watch a movie or something. Or, But, I'm, like, when it comes to something like Roma now, I'm, yeah. I am actively hesitant to watch it because I know it's Curon and I know that it is going to be immaculate and beautiful yeah. and i'm afraid to compromise that even a wink when you, you know? come over to my house i got a, that projector it's close yeah. uh, i i'm sort of uh the opposite though because i like you i try to see them in the theater yeah if it's if it's something i'm serious about and it's and it's a new film released I, I try to see it in the theaters and then i don't really like owning a lot of stuff yeah uh i have I do. I used to have a very sizable Blu-ray collection that I downsized by throwing away all the cases, and I put them into, you know, folios. So nice. I have like all my Blu-rays are in a in a Smart. two little folder station like that big, uh, you know, like a foot by six inches or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah, they look way better. I never open that thing. You know, I just yeah. watch everything on streaming. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I guess, kind of. Half and it's half. both. It's yeah. both, and you know, I got I got one foot in each oven, one foot in each grave, one hand in each pot. What what am I trying to say here? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Got both hands in the cookie jar. 
I don't know. I like them both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nathan <laughs> Kirst says, in my opinion, the favorite should win all the Oscars. Yeah, that'd be good. But uh, it's not a front runner for any of them, so I'll go with Roma winning the best picture. Please no Green Book or Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Uh, so is Green Book, Green Book really that bad? I, I, here's the, the only thing, thing I heard was I that like, Viggo Mortensen it. said you know, a bad word. And in the movie or no, in, real, in life? real life, he like said it. The N word? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. And everyone's like, what the hell? That's the uh, only thing I've here's heard about what I, Green Book. Here's what I, and like, the, I haven't seen it. I, it. It looked not, I don't know, interesting to me. Yeah. Um, but the, the opinions I've heard about it are um, that it's like, besides the actors, most of the people who made it are white. And so it's kind of just like a weird situation like that. That's kind of what that was the the take that I've heard. Got it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I couldn't. I wasn't interested in it. Yeah, like I don't. It yeah, didn't don't look interesting know. to me. Like the the poster, I was like, okay, it looks like Driving Miss Daisy or something. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. Although I like Cosmopolis, and that takes place mostly in a car. So who knows? Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know anything about the movie. I, I really, know so I don't want to really tell tales out of school. I know nothing about um, a lot of these movies. Like favorite. I, it's the favorite Victorian. is bonkers. <laughs> it's all the I favorite know. is hilarious. That movie is so weird. I would love to hear your take on the favorite. I you would be did not. You would be perplexed. Like the Lobster. This is his most accessible movie. Okay. I would venture to say The Lobster. I was like, this is. I liked the so Lobster. So self depressing. Oh sure. I well, it's a comedy too, sort of. I liked the lobster, but I do think it had it had some pacing issues in the second half. <laughs> like when it got to the forest, I was like, "All right, guys, come on." Uh, oh, follow up to that. What would you say is your absolute favorite seven out of ten or less movie? Hmm. Their picks are Joe Dirt, Resident Evil: Extinction, f- and Fugitive sequel, U.S. Marshals. <laughs> U.S. Marshals is fun. I like that one. My favorite seven. Swimming in Sevens movie. Dude, it's Pacific Rim Uprising, hands down. <laughs> I never saw that one. Oh, God. Uh, what is mine? I know there are some stinkers that I just adore. I adore Pacific Rim Uprising. I adore it. Granted, I have not seen it out of the IMAX. Sure. So The IMAX probably knocked it up a couple points. Co- like, <laughs> m- yeah, multiple points every time for the IMAX effect. Batman and Robin, maybe? <laughs> That's the Clooney one, right? I like I like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Nice. Those are hilarious, phenomenal, yeah. bizarre movies. Yeah. Uh, is it movies with Mikey? Somebody did a really good video about Batman and Robin or Batman Forever or whatever. Uh, watch, seek it out. Watch it. I think it's movies with Mikey. It might be somebody else, but it's a cl- very good movie, and it mirrored kind of my thoughts on it because it's. Oh man, those movies. Yeah. <laughs> Those are like a two out of ten, maybe, but oh man, they're just so much fun. So bad. Uh, Megan Linhart says, "So I haven't watched many of the Marvel films since the original, any of the Marvel films since the original Avengers. I used to enjoy superhero movies, but after getting so many and now feeling so out of the loop, I feel like I can never get into them. Mm. Almost like the ship sailed. Even my bet, even my interest for films like this, are just not there anymore. Uh, when I try to start them, I feel nothing. The spark is just gone." Oh. Have you ever felt that with a popular franchise before? Does that ever make you feel like an outsider like it does to me? Megan, welcome to my entire life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I felt that before. I'm just trying to grab an example. I mean, there there are so many examples for me, like video games, like Smash Brothers. Yeah. People just love it. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't fault anyone for that, but mm-hmm. I just like 
you know, I gave it a shot. I bought the new one. I tried to learn it. I tried playing World of Light. And I, the whole time I was just like, I am just ticking time away. <laughs> Same with uh, Stardew Valley. I just could, I could yeah. feel my life draining. Uh, you know, I was on the outside looking in for Harry Potter for a while. Wow. Yeah. And it took Goblet of Fire mm. or Order of the Phoenix. Maybe or I think Order of the Phoenix actually. Not Prisoner of Azkaban? That's the one that usually people are like, oh, no, the third one. Because I, I had missed them all. Uh, so my friends went to go see Order of the Phoenix, and they're like, dude, just come. So I saw Order of the Phoenix first. Whoa. <laughs> and then I was like, That's all right. the fifth one? Yeah. Which I think is one of the worst ones. But it has the best, best duel. Duel of <laughs> I mean, that's the only part of that movie that uh, I even remember. So yeah, I was so out Besides of the loop. Tonks. And I was so resistant to it because i felt excluded so i was like it's yeah. stupid uh, kids yeah. wizards uh. <laughs> and then i saw it and i was like all right i'm gonna go watch and read all of these now <laughs> so I, love, I did i love that so you embraced it oh yeah is there anything that you feel like you're still in it like that people just love and you don't get it i felt that way about avengers for a while because i thought avengers one and two were like actually mm. actively bad <laughs> um, but yeah. now like ragnarok winter soldier Infinity War, Black Panther. I think like MCU is, it, it hooked me now. You know, Black Panther, bro. Black Panther. Wakanda, for Wakanda ever. forever, dude. Wakanda forever. Dude, that part. I mean, my, dude, I want them to win the Oscar and oh, be yeah. like Wakanda forever. If he says dude. Wakanda forever, oh man. Someone Let's saying go. Wakanda forever on the Let's Oscars go. stage would be so hype. <laughs> so oh my hype. god. Chadwick what Boston kind of hype. You know who plays Jackie Robinson in 42? The the main guy? Chadwick Bossman, yeah. Oh, dang. Dodgers movie? Great movie. I have no interest in baseball. What about Jackie Robinson, though? Jackie Robinson's cool. Yeah. It's like, it, uh, it's more than baseball. Dude. Right. It's yeah, Jackie yeah, yeah. Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, historically, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but that for sure dude um i never when the drums start in infinity war oh my god yeah. when he's like i know someone i was like <laughs> Mombaku. Uh, uh i never got into star trek but i liked the movies i saw the movies but i never the got new into the, the new movies yeah. or the old movies the newer movies. i love star trek yeah I but it. i never got into it and but it's not i'm not like no nah. star, trek. star trek's a weird one because it's like like you say, like as an avid Star Trek fan, mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen Discovery uh, yet, but um, Which it, like, it seems cool. Looks pretty cool. It actually, yeah, I saw Omar was watching an episode of it, and like the captain was like morally ambiguous, and I was just like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I yeah, I love Next Generation, mm-hmm. DS Nine, Voyager. Like you know, I won't apologize for them because uh, they're they don't need it. Yeah. But like, it's weird because like as a fan of Star Trek. I you saying that you're not into Star Trek? I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't, I understand yeah. that. <laughs> for me, why. it's like, yeah, it's just it's Star, Star Trek, Trek is very easily easy to just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah not for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like I like all the big because because this question to me really pertains to like the big stuff, franchises, yeah. you know, MCU, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. It's I just like, don't know why Game of Thrones. I guess I just wish people would get less upset. About everything. You know, I never got into... Like, I wish it was okay to be an outsider. Right? It's like, just let people play their Battle Royale games. Right. You know, that's a big one. It's like, people that just despise a Battle Royale anytime it gets announced. They're bitter sure, and yeah. they yell yeah, yeah, and yeah. they flame in the comments. And it's like... It's like, who cares? Who cares? Let them play it. You're, you don't have to play it. You're not playing it. How is it affecting your life personally? I was thinking about that with Metro Exodus 
Metro, dude. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. But, like, this, the, the everyone's very upset about the Epic Games thing. And I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah, I get it because they took away a thing that used yeah. to be, like, the Steam thing. Like, I get it. I get it. I understand yeah. it. Yeah. But, like, I was looking at it, like, super objectively. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but why Why did? Why does anyone care? Yeah. Why do we, why do any of us care about it? Yeah. Like, it's just, okay, I have to click a different thing. Yeah. Like the really, it'll take the really cynical, like backwards, like yeah. far away view of it is just like grand scheme. <laughs> Download the Epic Store. It'll take three to thirty minutes, depending on your internet, right. You know, like looking at everything on like a cosmic scale, you get like a weird, you know, like if you if you look at everything <laughs> in life, don't even go there, dude. I can't handle it. <laughs> as like just like like pretend that you're q from star trek and live forever and can do whatever you want like if you if you pretend that you, like you have an infinite lifespan every issue it's melts nothing. away yep. <laughs> it seems good. like so silly it's a good point. like oh you didn't like the last jedi all right that's whatever. fine yeah who cares yeah you don't want to watch the avengers movies fine cool yeah hey let's go to the park eat apples love the park I was in a park recently and uh, maybe it was the season. I don't know. But like every tree had these like big spiders in them. Whoa. And I was just like, I don't want to go to this park anymore. Sophia was like, maybe we should, we could exercise in this park. I'm like the spider park. I'm not going to that spider park. Don't tell Ben. Spiders everywhere in that park. Beth. What is this Used to read Harry Potter to me under a tree in the park. That. And then I asked her to marry me. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of the single most beautiful things I've ever heard. Yeah. Michael Huber. I lay, lay my head on her lap and she reads Harry Potter out loud. That is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Michael Huber. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, I'm like emotional. Yeah. I'm going to cry. That's so pretty. Yo, should we even like try anymore with this? Keep it going. We've How much time going, we got? We're going. We're, we're at an hour right now, I think. Okay, we got a few more at least. We could do a few more. Yeah. Uh, Colin Gray says, I would really love to see Black Panther win some technical awards. Editing, yeah. sound design, production design. The editing and sound design, from what I recall, were, were good in that. Dude, yeah. is Black Klansman on demand? Maybe I'll just watch that on It might demand. be. Spike Lee for director looks to be one that uh, is more of an honorary Oscar, like how Scorsese won for The mm. Departed. Yeah, that was for sure an honorary... We won't get into it. Uh, Departed is a 10. <laughs> It's like a seven it or an eight. A ten. The Departed is an eight. It's so good. Scorsese is a ten. <laughs> Unless he's like a freak now. I don't know. I can't keep track. Scorsese's chill. Is he chill? All right. He's doing that. Uh, God. He'll either split it with Gotti? the vote with Kieran and lose or not. Who knows? With all due respect to Roma and Vice and All Star, uh, A Star is Boring. <laughs> boring. <laughs> Parentheses. Uh, I hope, I hope all walk home with some, num- with some, uh, that's the best dude. I feel like one or two Oscars ago, I forget which one it was where everything won like two to four Oscars. It's like, yeah, spread the love around. Yeah. That's kind of my favorite. Like it's kind like, of a BS thing, but like, that's my favorite, my favorite way when awards shows shake out. Mm-hmm. I was actually pleased with our game of the year and or game awards where it's like, each each of the games that that you want to win something gets yep. their category, gets something in their category. You know, Arthur Morgan gets his nod or whatever, and then yeah. like this wins Game of the Year or whatever. You know, like that's like the give, way I like it when it gives Spike Lee best director, but then like best picture Roma or something right. or vice versa. Right. You know, I like when that happens. Yeah. I mean, like the the year I think of that I think shook out the right way is 
2007 with There Will Be Blood mm-hmm. versus No Country for Old Men. I talk about yeah. it all the time. Yeah. But I think that was the correct thing that happened. Like, There Will Be Blood got best character, best actor, I mean, <laughs> best yeah. actor. Dan, uh, uh, Who won director and picture, though? And best no picture was, was No Peter, Country. But I don't remember director. Was, I don't know if it was P.T. Anderson. It might have been the Cohen brother. I don't I remember don't who got director that time, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Tiana Salazar, I feel like over the past few years, Netflix Productions has become a cinematic powerhouse for funding yeah. exclusive movies. Yeah. Do you recall any Netflix originals that took you by complete surprise and impressed you, or have you had any Netflix originals that you were looking forward to but ultimately fl- fell flat once they were released? Thanks, guys. Origami Zombie. So... Sorry, There's, if I say your real name and you don't want it, I'm sorry. I read them from the top. I brought this up a while ago. There were so many freaking Netflix originals this year that I wanted to watch from directors My that I care about. My list has like five or six deep right now, yeah. So many, dude. Like, Outlaw King I'm interested in because of the director mm-hmm. and and uh, the the Paul Greengrass one, the, the true story. Oh, yeah. It sounds intense. So many on there that I haven't got around to watch. I feel like I've only watched two, and they both they both have been terrible but enjoyable because of like the yeah. zeitgeist and the yeah, idea yeah. of it. Bright. Oh lord. Yeah. <laughs> I and started the- that and I couldn't. I couldn't even. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Bright and the Cloverfield. One. I was gonna say Cloverfield Paradox. Paradox. Yeah. I was I was really hyped <laughs> on it because yeah. I think the Cloverfield kind of extended mythos and also like. The th- the idea behind the Cloverfield series where it's like, hey, we're taking scripts that we kind of like that are like kind of bad but kind of <laughs> good, and then we just kind of like slap a Cloverfield twist on it, even yeah. though it wasn't planned that way, and here you go. Here's a movie. I, yeah. I think it's a funny exercise. Totally. But yeah, Cloverfield Paradox, it was a hype just because of the, the shadow drop, yeah. and it was just like, what the hell? And the fun. movie is awful. It's awful. But, but I had a blast watching it because I was yeah. just like, man, this is terrible. Um, it's so, so in the Anon, moment. I think, was Awful. Oh, the Clive yeah, Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man, that movie was terrible. I need to watch the Mads one, dude. Polar. Dude, Polar. I need That's to watch it. List. Okay. That's on my list. Okay. That's on my list. I'm and sure. Velvet Buzzsaw. Dude. Velvet Buzzsaw. I like Velvet Buzzsaw. Polar. Io looks cool. Um, there's one with Katie Sackhoff that I'm, is probably terrible, but uh, oh, what is it called? Origin. Whatever. Mm. Uh, Another sci-fi one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Starbuck from. I never even watched Mute. It was yeah, I heard like Mute a is moon terrible. Companion. Well, it's Moon. Yeah, it's in like that world. I guess yeah. I never saw Mute either because I just heard such awful things. That's the thing. Um, I hear there a lot of these are just so right. awful. But then, like, you get occasional wins. Like, I'm really enjoying Russian Doll so far. I was mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Um, Haunting of Hill House, I thought was pretty good. <sighs> Dude, what? Yeah, where yeah. have you been, man? Quit playing video games. I know. It's because I rewatched Game of Thrones and yeah, stop, the Marvel Cinematic Stop rewatching Universe. Game of Thrones. You're you're behind on everything. <laughs> but yeah, Netflix definitely is like sometimes a quantity over quality game. But yeah, I mean they're printing money. So uh, Ryan Wagner says, or Wagner says, it used to be that the summer season of blockbuster movies began the first weekend of May, but over time this has started to be eroded. This year, April, we'll see the release of Hellboy, Shazam, and Avengers Endgame. What are your general thoughts? Man, we're getting close to Captain Marvel, too. Was that March? Yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, What are your general thoughts on the blockbuster movie season now, essentially starting in March and running into September, only to go and resume for November and December? Are there too many blockbusters a year? No. To fit the calendar? 
Is this pushing out smaller and mid-budget films that used to populate these months? Interesting thought. It is. And to relate it to the Oscars, do blockbusters like Black Panther getting a Best Picture nomination indicate that they're potentially even pushing more traditionally award-nominated films out of the critical awards? There's a shift going on that I feel big time, and it's part of the reason, too, that I haven't been going to the movie theater as much. Mm-hmm. There's so many good things at home to watch. Right. It's so easy. Right. There's so... like. We just named so many damn movies on Netflix, you know? And the movie theater now offers something that no matter how hard Netflix tries, they won't be able to capture, and that's the spectacle. You know, the big budget action stuff that just is not as good on a small TV I mean, it's a a repeat, right, of the... Basically, of the '50s, when TV happened in the first place, mm-hmm. it was it was a war between convenience yep. and you know, kind of a new angle yeah. and spectacle. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the movie theaters—that's how we got widescreen, cinescope, all these crazy things. Uh, Technicolor, te- yeah, it was a little earlier than that, yeah. but yeah, but like the, they, the movie theater had to go balls to the wall, yeah. all out. Because they weren't the only show in town anymore. Yeah. And like now you don't even have to go out into town to see the show. And I think right now we're in an interesting renaissance of that sort of exact same issue. Uh, like they've always been at odds, but I think now especially, but whereas before it was convenience versus spectacle, now it's, it's, it's quality mm-hmm. over spectacle almost, I think. Like TV has gotten good, um, which TV was, was – has always been good but it was more like occasionally good mm-hmm. and now there's so such a high quanti- quantity of quality that movies are ha- finding it hard to keep up and especially when you're already buying it and it's just in your house yeah it's it's tough and i think that spectacle like we talked about before spectacle alone doesn't do it anymore because like viewers are They've got eye strain. They're tired of CG and explosions and it's getting better bigger though. action's so good now. Yeah, and I mean, I think about movies like Dread and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but like it's rooted again in emotion and story. And like the 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 challenge there is, TV can do that too. Yeah, and like TV, yeah, usually doesn't have as big of a budget unless you're Game of Thrones or whatever. But like. So TV can't always do the like, hey, we blew up eight buildings in real life kind of thing. But yeah. like, yeah, emotionally, I think they're they're on par now. And like, as technology gets better, TV and movies are gonna, you know, what each can offer will be more and more the same. You yeah. know, so it's tough. Like, besides the experience of going to the theater, yeah, it's going away. Yeah, yeah it's an event. Like Alita coming up, that yeah. to me is like it is an event. Godzilla that to I've me been is planning. The one. Godzilla, yeah. you know, and the only time it really feels like an event on TV is like the night something shadow drops or right. comes out, right. or like Sunday night Game of Thrones. You know, it's harder for TV. I feel like to be an event. Yeah. Whereas like going Except to the for theater, like, yeah, Game of Thrones is. is like everyone sits down and yeah. watches it because you're gonna get spoiled. Yeah, immediately. Societal it, pressures, dude. And I feel like event has a hard time of being being related to like a a smaller budget movie i don't know yeah like, yeah. like roma or something that doesn't right. feel like an event it right. feels like you're watching well, you know there is a weird kind of a paradox with netflix especially maybe not a paradox but like uh, it's always available mm-hmm. so there's no fire under your butt to do it so like yeah. you you've you always got it. it yeah you take it for granted mm-hmm. and then so like the the danger to that for cinema though is that it it fills that 
gap of, uh, hey, what should we do tonight? Whereas like 10, 15 years ago, it was like, yeah, let's go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, yeah, let's see what's on Netflix, yeah. you know? Yeah. Ugh. It's scary. I never thought I would go down that way, you know, yeah. where it's like, I don't go to the movies as much anymore. Yeah. I used to go to the movies it's expensive like almost every week. Yeah. Time consuming and it's tough. But uh, to, to go back, circle around to the blockbuster question, mm-hmm. it is an interesting question. Like, I think it is all, it's all part and parcel to the same issue where it's like Hollywood is having to shift again. And I think that's why we're seeing this. Like we don't have a blockbuster season anymore. It's just blockbusters are spread out throughout the year. Like I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, five, 10 years from now, there's a huge one every month. I think monthly is probably the limit, maybe bi-monthly. Yeah. I think that solo got, uh, eaten a little bit i mean much has been made of this talked about but like i think it was too close to last jedi it people, came out a little after right it came out like six months later yeah it was it was people people close. were just like eh. yeah but whereas if they had let the if they'd let people get hungrier for star wars longer i think yeah. that it would have done better who knows i mean it's all speculative but yeah uh but yeah i think i think that if they're different movies from different production houses or D- disney's eight different arms <laughs> uh also, yeah, we're getting back into the weird monopoly thing that was happening in the like 40s and 50s. It's crazy, man. It's like the industry is cyclical, I guess. Because, yeah. like, yeah, Disney just bought Fox. Like, that's one of the big, big five, big three now, I guess. Like, big ones. Crazy. Crumbling into another one. And it's just like pretty soon, like, Netflix, Amazon, Google, and Disney are going to own everything. And yeah. uh, Comcast, Universal, whatever, whoever owns that um, now. NBC, Comcast, Universal, Time Warner has been like bought and sold so many times it's mind-boggling anyway uh it's about my pay grade yeah <laughs> we kind of answered that question uh joshua turner favorite one shot and tv or film right now the two that i can think uh, <laughs> of are creed and game of thrones battle of the bastards episode dude and hard home hard home where the giant busts out of the it's not a super long shot but it, it is a tracking shot. Jon Snow is like doing some stuff, taking out some some whites, and then the giant bursts out of the the house. Really cool shot. Yeah. And um, another legendary one was the Watchers on the Wall. Where sorry, we're getting in Game of Thrones, but I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. But uh, the I'll be I'll be vague. A force attacks another force. And oh yeah, and it's all one. Yeah. And it's all that one. Was insanity. So many people are doing so many things, and it was all, that. Who's the director? They always that get was Neil Marshall episode for episode nine. Yeah, they always have Neil yeah. Marshall for episode nine. Yeah, uh, the Game of Thrones formula is very funny. Well, that's why Hard Home's so good because it's episode eight, and it's out of nowhere, and oh, it's at really? the end, and you're like, what? Why is this happening right now? Is that the one where they're <laughs> whatever? We can't talk about it. Who's <laughs> <'cause> it... <laughs> um, Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones has got some great <laughs> ones. Uh, I mean, recently, uh, much has been made, and I agree, it's amazing. Uh, that episode of Haunting of Hill House was very good. Um, that's like six long takes. It's nuts. Nice. Um, yeah, at first I was like, one shot, for for some reason I thought it, he meant standalone episode, but no, yeah, like long takes. Um, Atonement has a good one. That movie's kind of bad, but like that has a good long take in it the first time that my little young eyes ever noticed a long shot ever was the protector with tony jaw whoa follow up to ong bak yeah yeah and he 
is it's one of those oh, going yeah, up the staircase, the staircase and he's just kicking everyone's ass yeah, and yeah. it's one insanely long take. I mean, old nothing nothing competes with old boy, the I mean, original old boy, old yep. boy like the hallway. Oh yep. boy, uh, so good, old boy. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good ones. Uh, yeah, I I love. I love a good long take. Oh, God. The, the best of all, the best of the best, too. Children of Men, too. Oh, yeah, Children That's of Men. That's one of the yeah. tops. Although, blood gets on the camera, and I don't like that. <laughs> and then it fades away, so it hides an edit. I don't like that. I don't, because the camera doesn't exist in that world. Yeah. Screw you, District Damn it, 9. Dude, I'm going to notice that next time I rewatch it. Yeah. And I'm going to think of you, and I'm going to shake District my fist. 9, dude, <laughs> makes me annoyed for that reason because it's like oh i guess the camera's not real anymore sometimes it is sometimes it yeah isn't. like the police can't is. see the camera uh whatever yeah. um yeah. i mean district nine did a lot of cool things but Love that it. bothered me about it um the player has a funny beginning where they're talking about how movies don't start with long takes anymore during a long take oh my god the other one dude touch of evil oh yeah classic the beginning with the bomb in the oh. truck yeah i love that one so good touch of evil is my Favorite film noir ever, dude. Uh, Touch Number of Evil one. is good. God, that movie's great. Oh, man. Anyway, we could just talk Love about one long shots. shots Love long shots. Yeah, it's so um, good. There are a lot of really good ones. Uh, I've never seen Russian Ark. That's one mm. one whole take, that movie. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Keanu La'a says, Personally, my favorite movie of the year was Spider-Verse. You're, you're not wrong. Uh, just a complete package of visual delight I've never seen in that style ever. 10 out of 10. Yeah, you got it. I know. As what for a question. Infinity War? As for, was that? that Did you like year. Infinity War? Yeah, I loved Infinity War. It, it was, was 2018. Really? Yeah. How crazy is that? Huh. Yeah. As for a question, what do you think movies as a medium can do that video games cannot? Oh. We've seen many cinematic experiences in video games, and its main draw is the interaction with the player. I agree. Yeah, interaction uh, is key. So, yeah, what can movies do that video games cannot we talk about the, the reverse a lot what can games do that movies can't i mean it's real humans right going yeah. through the struggle video That's games always, don't look good enough yeah uh, it's you you know let's bring up insanely harsh examples here like private ryan or something yeah where soldiers are brutally dying yeah. like you're or even Call just, of Duty or other even realistic war games don't yeah get that or I, and like nuance and performance you know like mm-hmm. face technology is obviously better than it's ever been but it's still like in a different country from like actual human expression you mm-hmm. know like no shade on video games I, like we're doing the best we can with yeah. the technology we have new but gen just, is coming we're not there yet <laughs> we're not there yet I think and like you know. No, no, no slow zoom in on Kratos being emotional can, can not pale in comparison to, uh, you know, just, uh, uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. I I was, I was thinking Daniel Day Lewis. That's so weird. But like Daniel Day Lewis's face just doing anything, (laughs) Yeah, you know, like just sitting there. Daniel Day Lewis is more interesting than any (laughs) video game ever Uh, for performance. I mean, you know, and it's just like a limit of the medium at this time. Yeah. And yeah, but I mean, like, it's a different medium. Don't try to. That's what I would say. Like, looking at play from to your the strengths. from the cosmic entity view again. You know, mm-hmm. if I were like a galaxy just floating through space, and I noticed video games, I would just be like, hey, don't, don't, don't try to be something you're not. You know, <laughs> just take it easy. Yeah. You're great on your own. 
Seriously, you have like, your own strengths. Like you were saying about infancy, you know, we forget movies have been around since 1900, yeah. and games have been around since, since yeah, the like 80s. you know, I, I yeah, NES. I feel like is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 85 is when yeah. it really like blew up, but uh, yeah, yeah. Like that's my thing is like video video games are a child, <laughs> yeah, and like technology grows exponentially, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's advancing really quickly, but film has had. Uh, in a weird way, I think that film came around at the right time because things didn't advance as quickly back then, and it gave them the time to craft the medium as an art more. You know, like they had the way to build the toolbox without any of the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Whereas games, you need bells and whistles to make that exist. Yeah. Obviously, that's not to say that we haven't learned. I think that gaming is an amazing field yeah. and has, has been crafted as an art. I don't want to be misconstrued, but I mean like there's a discipline in scarcity and obviously games had that too. Cause like technology was, was really simple, not simple, but like hard to use, but a lot less intense yeah. as it is now, obviously. But like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. And, and <laughs> movies can just focus on the story. Whereas right. like if you're writing a game story, last of us or something it's like all right now they need to find the yellow pipe and climb it (laughs) you know it's like i imagine that process being different and yeah that like we haven't 100 percent nailed that yet yeah for sure like having to always think about gameplay with your story you know you can't just be a story only because then it'll just be a movie well and it's weird (laughs) because movies have to think about that too is like the way that you engage your audience in a film is very different than how you engage your player as a game, right? Mm -hmm. Because the way to engage an audience in a film is to leave things unsaid, is to hint and the nuance and performance and writing and, and the world that you've built, you know, that all of that draws people in the way that you frame it, the mise-en-scene of the scene, like the blocking of the actors, the way you, uh, the cinematography, the lighting, all of that combines to, yeah, to create questions, for the audience and that's how you keep them entertained and engaged whereas in a game you want the player to feel as though they're having an impact on the story and that's way harder or not it's very different to write for i think yeah Yeah, you're right and yeah it's such an interesting thing because movies are a game yeah they're a puzzle and puzzles are interactive um but you interact with it internally without affecting it you experience it you know it 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 interacts with you yeah, I love everything, man. I love it, dude. Because, like, um, you know, a game, it's like, you're in it. You're in there, you know? Yeah. How many times do you see a movie and you're just like, oh, I just want to, like, be in that world, you know? I watch, like, Blade Runner and it's like, dude, give me, like, yeah. cyberpunk, you know? It's yeah. like, let me just walk around there. Yeah, it's like, you can't. Like, you're just around. passive, you know? Yeah. Man, uh, I feel bad. We've been, We've gone longer than we usually, or about as long as we usually go, and we have... Uh, like 50 more <laughs> comments that we didn't get to. <laughs> oh, we might have to do like a follow up to this. Yeah. Let us know if you'd like that. If you like this format, we could do it again next month with yeah. maybe these same questions or something. Um, oh, I'm just trying like to one look. Last one? I'm trying to look for like a short one here. Uh, oh, I'm seeing a lot of familiar names in here too. Um, Tokyo Slims in there. We got all kinds of stuff. Uh, I never saw the remake of Suspiria. Actually, me either. I missed it. I like the original. The movie is ridiculous. Uh, 
Here we go. Last question. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for sending in questions. I'm sorry if we skipped you or missed yours. Yeah. Uh, but this one, Carl Williams asked, question, with Ben Affleck no longer playing Batman, who should be the next caped crusader in the upcoming Batman film set for 2021? Who's the new Batman, Huber? Brandon Jones. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's got the jaw for it. He does have a nice jaw. Um, who do I want to be Batman? This is a toughie. Holy hell, dude. It's like, I think they talked about this in Red Letter Media uh, with, yeah, in their in their Ready Player One one where they cast that guy because he's, he's always, they point out that the guy, the main character of that is always playing characters that you only see the bottom half of his face. Yeah. And so he's cast just for his lips. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but he's got those lips. Uh, it was a funny observation, but yeah. Um, I honestly don't know. Well, it, it depends on. I want which, someone really, really young. Yeah. I want a well, younger it, Well, it depends. It depends on which Batman they're doing. Have they said? Yeah. Cause if they're doing like Batman beyond or something, Here's then really all then we get know. like, get like someone old to play Batman. You know, the only thing we know about the new, the Batman movie coming out mm-hmm. is that they're going to hone the hell in on the world's greatest detective mantra. Ah, detective. It is going to be a detective movie. First. That's awesome. Yeah. So who's a good detective? Bob Hoskins, Bob Hoskins. Loved him. I miss Bob Hoskins. Me too. Has a small part in Doomsday with Neil Marshall. Really? Have I seen Doomsday? I feel like I've seen Doomsday. I love Doomsday. That's good movie. Isn't that like medieval apocalypse? It's everything. One? It's everything. It's like got everything mixed Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Man, this is too hard right That's really hard, dude. Batman. It's like, I don't usually, I don't, I don't want to cop out of the answer, but I, I'm open to whoever they decide, you know, I don't. I don't wish for someone to be Batman because then when it's not that person, I'll be right, disappointed. So right. it's just like I let the professionals and the creators, you know, the mad geniuses behind the camera that are making that to do it. I would say, yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. And I would say don't – like it doesn't have to be – It can be anyone. Yeah, it doesn't have to be some name. Like I don't yeah. want – I almost – I would prefer them to not – just say like, oh, Bradley Cooper, he's he's big. Yeah. Let's use him, you know, or like whoever, you know, like, uh, you know, have an audition, cast someone. One. Keanu Reeves. Yo, is Keanu he too Reeves. pure? Is he too <laughs> pure for Batman? He may be too pure. He's the best. Oh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Like, literally, literally, if you want to make a billion dollar Batman movie, just oh. Keanu. My, it's weird how, like, in the Me Too generation, like, my entire perception of, like, is it possible, is, is pinned, <laughs> like, for, for people to, be, for human beings to be good, is yeah. pinned on Keanu Reeves. Yeah. If he, if Keanu goes bad. If Keanu breaks we've bad. We've talked about this before, but, like. I'm uh, out. Yeah, I'm I don't done. know what, I, I'll <laughs> just, like, quit society. Mm-hmm. Keanu, don't let us down. Don't let us down, Keanu. The weight of the world is on your shoulders. That said, though, Keanu playing the bad guy in the new Batman would be awesome. Like a Two-Face yeah. Keanu? With Mads Mikkelsen. 
Dude, Mads. Get Mads in there. Who could Mads? What villain could Mads? Dude, Mads as Bane? I could see. Mads as Bane. Mads as um, Harvey Dent would be really wild and strange. Mm-hmm. Dude, he would pull a two, a, such a good Two-Face. Oh, he would be a crazy Two-Face. Or like a really dark Riddler. Yeah. Like a Hannibal Riddler? Yeah. Whoa. Mads, dude. Yes. Mads, I don't know if he could be Batman, though. Mm. Although when he's playing a good guy, I like Mads. Yeah. Charming. You've seen The Hunt, right? Yeah. Oh, that's an upsetting movie. Oh, yeah. That might be so upsetting. Um, yeah, Polar, dude. Gotta see Polar. Mm-hmm. Batman. Who's Batman? Uh, now I'm like, it's like bothering me. Yeah. Christian Bale's already done him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yep. Uh, dude, I uh, remember when there were there was a lot of talk and a lot of demand for Joseph Gordon-Levitt to just oh yeah become a Batman. I remember but then that. that's weird they because it's like, like yeah, Nolan. It's like, oh, is it Nolan? Is it yeah? Him? It could. It can't be Sam Worthington. It can't be Hawkeye. Uh, it can't be Tom Cruise. It can't be. I mean, it could be any of these people. I guess anyone. Yeah, I'd want it to just be some like. Gritty, no name. strong, new... Anyone. Surprise us. Yeah. A no-name actor. Yeah. You know, Daisy Ridley, like in Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, follow your heart. Yeah. You know? Find someone on Broadway mm-hmm. to be Batman. Or have Ben McKenzie do it. Who's Ben McKenzie? <laughs> he is Jim Gordon in Gotham. Oh. <laughs> and Ryan Atwood in The O.C. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can picture him now. Actually, yeah, I mean... I mean, wasn't there talk about, uh, like, not necessarily casting a white person, yeah. too? I think yeah, that, that's that, why I say anyone, dude, yeah. honestly. Although I did, I saw... Although Idris Elba for Bond Idris Elba freaking for Bond. needs yeah, to oh, happen. Yeah. Idris Elba for Bond. God! Um, oh, f- And don't give me that I'm too so late, too old on crap. That. Oh, dude... With the with the way the narrative has gone with Daniel Craig, it's yeah. like he was a spring chicken in the first now movie, he's like and 70. then in the second one, he was too old for this. And yeah. I'm just like, where? How how does time work in the yeah. James Bond universe? Idris uh, Elba for Bond is like the number one thing I want in movies right now. Yeah, like, I need to watch Luther. Up. I've heard my dad loves it. Omar loves it. It just came back suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, I read it. I I didn't read it, but I saw an interesting headline. Uh, and I think maybe Sophia talked to me about it, how like a black Batman would be really weird because you'd have to, they they couldn't just, they couldn't just one for one it. Yeah. They couldn't just one for one it. Cause the life experience would be too, it'd be really different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would actually be a really interesting. Yeah. New origin story, turn, like new origin story, like do it, but do it right. Like, yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. It would be awesome. Uh, but I don't know. I didn't read the article. So who knows? I don't know how to read. I just watch movies and play video games. <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone for submitting your comments. Uh, this is probably a really weird episode. That was fun. I don't think we said anything too off kilter. I don't know. Nope. Um, but yeah, this is reaction shots. Usually we have a, a big, bigger structure, more structure than this episode did. If this is your first episode, um, please come back. Please listen to previous episodes. What are you looking at? I'm looking at. Ibrahim Sozer's Gotham question that you skipped over, Ian. That, that seems pretty spoiler for Gotham, though. Spoilery. About a death. Yo, but that... Dude. I dude, haven't seen this show, just, but this seems like a cool idea. Dude. 
I mean, is it spoilery to say that? It's a I, prediction. He kind of says that Ben McKenzie will be Batman. This <laughs> is yeah. pretty awesome. No. <laughs> we see each other. <laughs> Dude. Huh. Gotham. A female Joker would be awesome. It could easily happen. Yeah. In Gotham. Easily. Really? So, so many ways to do it. Uh, Gotham, dude. Just when you think you know what's going to happen in Gotham, the exact opposite thing happens. Nice. It's amazing. And then, and then when you start predicting the opposite things happen, then the opposite happens. Like, honestly, if you are curious with my insane amounts of hype and you don't want to slave through a lot of mediocre Gotham, just watch the final season. Honestly. You know what I, you know what I really like? I really appreciate watch lists. Uh, not in the sense of like government watch lists, but like, yes. <laughs> um, no, no. Like when someone prepares a list of like, Hey, just watch these. Here are the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. After winter soldier, watch season one, episode 22 of agents of shield. Like that. How many episodes per season is that show? 22, but the newest oh. season's only going to be 13. Wow. Remember yeah. Omar just recently, my roommate, Omar just went through house again. And I remember it was like kind of shocking to me how many house episodes I had seen yeah. and like had a really weird crystalline memory of them. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is the one with the tick in the elevator. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Um, with Michelle Trachtenberg. But nice. um, Dawn. Yeah. Buffy. Yeah. Didn't like the Dawn stuff, really. Yeah. Uh, Buffy's weird. Buffy, I, I had a, an ex-girlfriend who did a just the good ones for me, and I, I appreciated that. They're all uh, that's not true, Huber. One of the greats. Uh, One of the all-time greats. That'd be an interesting episode for this, where we try to do a Hall of the Greats for mm. shows and movies. That Dude, Buffy is like in the the like Mount Olympus of TV shows for me. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> I like the musical episode. Most of it. Uh, anyways, well, <laughs> thanks for watching and listening. Um. Oh, I haven't. I don't have a quote for the quote challenge. We usually end with a quote challenge. I didn't think about one. Me either. Yeah. Sorry. They're shooting at the glass. <laughs> shooting at the lights. He's down. He'll just burn the transaction. <laughs> you'll burn the transaction. Yeah. You're just grinding metal. Anyway, you'll blow the transaxle. Uh, whatever. Uh, easyallies.com, patreon.com slash easyallies, twitch.tv slash easyallies. I always forget Idris Elba's quote in Pacific Rim. The first one? Today, we canceled the apocalypse. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so <yes>. epic. <laughs> God, he's epic. But also, it's just like, I mean, I guess someone would say that, though. Yeah. Someone would probably yeah. say that. The apocalypse is canceled. It's so good. Um... We're just holding out for National Treasure 3. You know? <laughs> Yo, dude, Anderson was the villain in Hobbs and Shaw. Did you see the trailer? What is Hobbs and Shaw? The, oh, my God. Fast and the Furious spinoff. We've reached that level now where there's a spinoff of Fast and the Furious with Hobbs and Shaw, a.k.a. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Statham. And the villain is Idris Elba, who is, like, using genetics to become a superhuman or something it's off the rails it's gonna be great we'll watch it in the imax guaranteed right ian don will be there can always count on don to join me in the imax well i'm i'm joining don in the imax because 
It's really a privilege and an honor to join him. Yep, that's all I got. Alita, IMAX 3D, we'll be there. Right, Ian? Yeah. Ian, you better join us. You better be there. Alita IMAX 3D is going to be the event of the decade. <laughs>